Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench podcast, and I am really thrilled today to have a new friend on the show who I previously only knew from the Babylon Bee, but now he's on the show. Siaka Masakwa is here with me, and he has been a Hollywood actor for over 15 years. And during the COVID lockdowns, he saw the chaos and the lies being told by the mainstream media, and he started speaking out like many of you He started separating fact from fiction. Stick around. This is going to be a fantastic conversation. All right, you guys. So thanks for tuning in today. You know that I have a brand new subscription service that just launched, and we're thrilled to see it really picking up speed. And I've asked Yaka if he will stay after for Heidi's happy hour. And so we're going to do a deep dive at the end of this show. And so if you are subscribed, Stay tuned for that. And right now, I just want to say welcome to the show. I have a brand new friend. I'm thrilled that you're here. Hey, 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 Heidi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad that our friend uh, Danielle connected us and we are here. And we're going to, I love everything you're doing with the homeschooling world and, and you're empowering mothers, fathers, and children themselves. So I'm a big believer in that. I'm happy to be a part of this and connecting with more fighters in this, in this, in this battle that we have. Boy, we need, we need the connections. I was yes. talking to Danielle the other day and she was like, dude, you know who you got to meet? You got to meet my friend Siaka. You guys will be straight fire. So I was yeah. like, well, That's what hook she me said up. Too. That's what she said yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to know. You got to so know. She's great. just like us. She like, likes to do stuff. She's a doer. She likes it. I'm like, oh, she's a doer. Yeah. That's what Danielle. She, yeah, so she so, says well, doer. I'm like, all right, here we go. That's right. Well, and that's what's needed right now like a little less talk and a lot more action like i'm kind of tired of watching all the talking heads on the interwebs who are just talking there's like we got a lot of provocateurs out there right now they're stirring the pot but we don't have a lot of people actually making headway running for office actually doing the things and at some point we got to stop talking and we got to start doing yeah you know um that's interesting that you the way you phrase that um as you're speaking i was just thinking about like yeah you're right how did that get active and it came from that. Uh, my best friend and I, when he was living here at the house, uh, I remember it was like into early 2020. And I'm watching a lot of YouTube and he's more of an InfoWars type of guy. I'm more, I, I, yeah, I was more yeah. of like a, a Tim Cast, right? A little softer, you know, not as, <laughs> not as, not as angry and beer belly as Alex, but hey, you know, it's, it's fine. I think, I think his points still, you know, you know, his points still are valid. It's just about the messenger sometimes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm watching these videos of people out there protesting and standing up for truth. And and then we would come and talk about it. And, you know, Alex can because Alex, people like him or not, but he drops knowledge that the you know, be, uh, the mainstream doesn't want out. And so Brian's he's speaking more like it's all coming down. And I'm like, no, people are fighting and we're like arguing back and forth if that's really happening. <laughs> the next day he comes to me, he goes, hey. Do you want to go to this uh, uh this recall event here down in Long Beach? Like that's we live in North Hollywood. That's how far away an event was that he found, and he found it. And people, wow. if you, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little something about him to me. It's like I'm more of the outgoing person. He's more of the reserve. So the fact that he found the let's go get active uh, uh, flyer was also surprising to me. So I'm like, yeah, let's go. So we go down to Long Beach. And we meet uh, this amazing woman, Rachel Gunther. We're right in front of the sheriff's office down there. And it's probably, I don't know, 15 people doing a recall, Newsome, uh, uh, you know, uh, little event there, a little table. And we're right across the street from, from uh, what was it, Home Depot in a big plaza. And some people are looking over. And Brian had 
brought out like a list of Newsom. He wrote out a list of Newsom's highlights or lowlights, if you will, like releasing. And, <laughs> They're all just lowlights. Oh, it's all just, it's the lowest of the low. He's awful. And, uh, you know, I'm reading it. Some of them I knew, but some of them I didn't. It was really upsetting me as we were driving down. So as we're there, we're heading, helping people out. And Rachel goes, hey, do you want to get on the, the microphone? I was like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, come vote and this and that. And we need to change this around. And, you know, he's releasing criminals. And, and where do you think they're going to go? They're not going to come up here to, Long, to, to the beautiful part of Long Beach. They're going to the hood. You say you care about black folks. Where do you think those criminals go? And I'll just start going, going, going to the point where I had to put the, the, the microphone down and I backed away shaking. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I did not know I had that in me. I didn't, not like that. You know, I could talk about sports <laughs> like that, right? But I could talk about like which comic book, who, which comic book character is really the most powerful like that. But, uh, you know, so, you know, you've been raised in like a lot of us, social issues, you keep kind of, you want to be, you want to, you don't want to, you don't want to rock too many boats, right? Which is straight up how we got here, exactly. right? It's how exactly. we got here because we were told, oh, politics and church don't mix or nope. nice people don't talk about those things or, hey, uh, politics and Thanksgiving yeah. don't oh, mix, except no. for Thanksgiving's nothing but a political holiday. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like, yeah, it's messed us up. Well, uh, and and it's it's one of the great lies that I think have been told about politics and religion don't mix. Literally, religion yep. is whether people believe in you know, the God of the Bible or they believe in their secular, uh, nothing exists, not so nothing matters. Both are religions. And I think what we did, because we didn't see it in a book, you know, we didn't see it in a, a years of people going to some type of service and then coming out. We thought secularism was just, oh, they just don't believe in anything. Not believing in right. anything is believing in something. It's they a religion of itself. Exactly. Itself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so yeah. how do we not talk about the thing that decides how we move, how we vote, friends we make, what we buy, yep. you know, where we decide to live. So by it's it, to me, it's that it's, it's, it's an overall fallacy. And by hearing that lie over and over and over and over and over again, we've gotten comfortable in it. And so even being brought up sometimes, my mom even says, well, this is why you don't. And I go, no, this is why you do. If we don't, we never know where anyone stands and we never know where we need to be. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing when conservatives and like you said, this is how we got here. I put a lot of where we are on us as conservatives and conservatives and us as Christians. hundred percent. Because when you sit back and you watch conservatives say, well, you know, an area I live in L.A. is too blue. What? It's not too blue. It's there's no effort out here. There's no marking. Out Come here. on. I'm over here, yeah. you know, on. coming from the industry, the, the entertainment industry. It's all about marketing. All of it. Yep. And if you have the other side, your enemy, if you will, describing the world, who, uh, the world, who you are, and then you come out just defending what they describe from you, how are you ever selling yep. your message? You're only fighting. It's <laughs> it's like the Harlem Globetrotters uh, versus the Washington. Danielle was General. right. I love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like stop putting on the fake one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there haven't been enough voices. You know, I mean, I just did uh, I did a, a prayer for the nation with my friend uh, Jack Hibbs the other day. And, I, you know, he'd asked me to pray specifically over the education system in our country. And mm. I started to pray. And I the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, God, forgive us for waiting this long. Yeah, We waited too long. Yeah, Like we waited until this wickedness has our country literally by the throat. Yep. Right. And yeah. we saw it come out in, in, in full force during COVID. I think yeah. a lot of people... Uh, woke up at that point and were like looking around going, oh, my goodness, 
like our churches are in chaos, our cultures in chaos, the schools are being overrun. And we we waited too long. But well, I'm I like you. I'm not like I'm not a defeatist. I'm like, no. OK, so now we're in a mess. But greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. And exactly. you got motivated to get off the bench and into the fight. Yeah. I mean, with that, because uh, with a little argument from my best friend, and that's a, th- a great thing. We debate pretty hard and heavy. And I think that strengthens. I us, love right? that. And it from does. that from that one uh, uh, recall, we went to Huntington Beach and then we, you know, we a part of that, which was like my first face to face with BLMers. And I'm going back and forth there. Um, and then we go. That to, should be fun. We should talk about reparations. I'm going to write that. Down. Oh, we can talk about it if we want. And, and I mean, I, I I don't know where I sit since my I told you about my great, great, great grandfather. And if anyone knows the history of uh, the, sl- the true history of the slave trade, it wasn't a bunch of ju- Dutch slavers that went into sub-Saharan and grabbed people because they would have died of malaria after a few weeks. Right. So, so who, who was, was it? it? Exactly. And so I kind of sit in a really uh, interesting space because it's all the, the greatness that my my namesake did do. He was one of the major yeah. slave traffickers of that time. And so yeah. <laughs> we're here with the reparations. The reparations, everyone here now, it's all a scam to make government yep. bigger. What I've yep. noticed is that all these appeals to the heart the left has done, every point of the way, first of all, it's only it's a lie. Secondly, it just makes them bigger. And third, it all leads to death. So. I call them a death call. People like it not out. That's not my problem. They need to stop killing. Um, and so we're in a position now when that whole reparations idea is it's never going to be accomplished. California has nothing to do with it. And it's just another way. And I said, this is one guy who was like, oh, you know, they're at least going to do this. I'm like, yeah, well, how are they going to prove it? OK, how are they going to prove it? And we know it's government. So. How are they going to, how long is it going to take for it to be approved by me? And in that time that it's being approved, they're going to need a facility in order for people to come in to drop their applications. Then they're going to need to hire people in order to get that facility in order to take those applications. Then they're going to come right. around and, and just like clockwork, you'll see in the next election cycle, they'll be like, we need more money. We didn't have enough money yep. to hire enough yep. people. Yep. And now we're going to have these little reparation little pockets all over our country building up, trying to find ways to tax people more money and give it away and, and not even give it away because we got to remember, you have to prove that somehow you were going to be a part of whether it's the housing discriminations in California or as a slave. So how long is that going to take? And all that time, right. what's getting bigger and bigger and bigger? More government. Government. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it, it, it's, it's a great scam. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And they're also they're solidifying the permanent victim class. Yep. They're they're enshrining into American law the permanent victim class right. instead of looking at ourselves as victors and looking at ourselves as capable and saying, you know, put your put your heart and soul into it. This right. is America. You can actually get something done. They'd rather us sit home and take money from the government, grow and bloat the government and turn us into perpetual victims. Well, you know, it's it's I would say it's like this, that the government wants us to be bloated. You ever you remember the movie Wally? Did you remember see that movie? 
Yes. Yeah. Do you <laughs> of course, I did. Do you remember what the people? I have kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have seven yeah, of them. So all, you see, how many times I have did you seven, see Wally? I saw, I, I saw Wally 150 times. <laughs> there you right? go. I did. Right. And once I got over, I mean, I'm a I'm a conservative. I Once I got over the hardcore, I'm like, this is a, like an environmentalist, like, you know, repackaged for little kids, environmentalist, yep. you know, climate change mumbo jumbo. But I do remember everybody was overweight. Yep. And they couldn't get up the stairs without yep. help. And they kept feeding them things that weren't good for them. I do remember that. And if you look at, because oh, that- when I went to Europe, I saw the difference between fat America and fat Europeans. Europeans can get big. Americans get fat. It's a whole different thing. And that yeah. processed food that we have here, that fat look, it's not natural fat. And so if you look at that movie, Wally, that's what everyone looked like. Everyone looked like processed yeah. fat. And so it got me thinking to myself, they took Jim out of school back right after yep. I got done with high school. They have been a sedentary life is what has been pushing. The lockdown had people... Hide in, hide in your house during the summertime when vitamin D, you know, is supposed to be the best thing for you. Then let's yeah, go. Don't rip- build up your own immune system. Don't oh, do that no, we're going to give you a fake one. If, yeah. That's going to work. We promise because <laughs> the we government promise. always works. Exactly. Right. Right. So we sit there and we see this plan and what they're doing. That's why I always go. This is a death cult that we're living in. This is a death cult that has taken a uh, full force and come up front. But it's a death cult that's living strong only because Christians or Christian conservatives, Christians in general, step step back from, we advocated these spaces. And by advocating yes. these spaces, we cannot, we cannot be upset about what's, what comes in that space. Again, attack that we can be upset ourselves to want to be active and do something about it. But well, I'm a big believer in watching whatever, how things are happening from the schools, we're supposed to be in the schools. And I remember Ten Commandments being taken out. And I remember, um, yep. I remember in the '90s they were talking about uh, when it shifted from ha- Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays. Right? Yeah. We, we've abandoned yep. entertainment, and I'm in entertainment business. Hollywood was started by Christians to tell Christian stories. That's what it was started at. For for things like the uh, Gone with the Wind, they used to have a panel to make sure the word "damn," I don't give a damn, was okay. Yeah. They had to discuss this. That that's what Hollywood was about. That Christians left. Look what it looks like now, right? We see the same thing yep. with the schooling system. That's how it was started. These people were doing this so that they could give back to community as Christians, and we advocated that. Most Ivy League schools are Christian based to start, if not all of them. We left yeah, that. Yeah, Harvard University, Princeton, Yale. Yeah, and they are a shell. They yep. are just a shell of what they used to be. Because you're absolutely right. We took God out of the equation, and now we're a nation that's suffering. Because we've decided to abandon God. So I, I then it, so it got me to as I went to the Beverly Hills rally starting in uh, in June of 2020. Went to the first one where some black <laughs> lady came out of one of the stores and called me a coon. It was really that was like holy yeah. moly! I'm walking yeah. down the street and and we're all going saying she comes out of Gucci Couture and she yells. She was an employee too, and it's like that's how yeah, that's how far we've come because we have a black woman who sees a black man. And we'll call him the name of the slaver's name for him, if you will, in front of all different other types. And I thought to myself, that's how far it is. What if that was her son? She'd be okay with another woman calling or, you know, a woman calling him that. And I'm watching this stuff as I keep going. I keep doing speeches. And in my speeches, I'm like, if you're mad at what you see, you run for local. You get for local. You run for it. You do this. And it kept hitting me. People ask if I'm going to run and I'm like, eh, you know, politics. Right. <laughs> but then in that right, whole right, process, right. I'm like, well, this is why we're losing. We lose yep. because, well, I, not me, but you, even though I'm yeah, fired right. up, but not me, but you. 
And there is nobody, Trump included, and I, you know, and I voted for Trump both times, but Trump included, there's nobody in your example that's going to come and save the day as it, i.e. Superman. The only one that's going to save us is Lord Jesus Christ. And we just don't know his that's timing. Right. So I say we're, we're commissioned to live as, as uh, Christians on this planet until he comes back. So if Jesus, we don't know his timing, Superman doesn't exist, then who else's responsibility is to step in these spaces? Yeah, yeah. Whether we, yeah, I, I don't, it's true. I, I'm an actor. I don't know anything about politics to that standpoint, but I ran. And in running, but you did oh, that, right? So you ran for state assembly in District 43. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if Danielle told you, but I ran for Congress last year. Yes, you did. So, uh, I mean, look. <laughs> look at us. We're, look at, we're only a little bit singed. I, I, got, okay. I got comic books on the wall, man. Like, it's not, I'm not playing in here with all, we're, I'm not like Charlie Kirk with all like the thick books of, of historical knowledge within the, within the political right, realm. Right. The Mayfire Compact no. behind you. No, that's a comic book. Yeah, yeah. it's a no, but it's, yeah. but. I, what I do know is I lived in this area for seven years. I've seen the community get worse. I've seen yeah. that families live around here. And yeah. I and by the policies that the person I ran against or just the Democratic policy in general, I'm like, it's not helping the people around. I think I can help. And and we forget this 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 uh our our body politic was not founded so that whoever goes to this school and has this degree is the right ones to do it. No. That's it, right. It was it's for and by the people, the people and we the people have advocated for too long. So we the people are going to yeah. be the only ones to get in there and do do the work that we need that needs to be done. Yeah. So it's an exciting time, though. It's an exciting time. It gets us off, off our butt. It is. And it takes courage. Yeah, it takes courage. I mean, you can't you know, I've written, I don't know, a whole bunch of books. And I I talk to uh, moms a lot about the culture that we're living because I raised my 31 year old daughter in a very different world. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm raising my 12 year old daughter in. Right. So our youngest is 12. And uh, I I have had to have conversations with her that I would have not wanted to have with her 31 year old sister. Wow. But the fact of the matter is the world has shifted on its axis and we're not living in the same world that we were living mm -hmm. in just 20 years ago. We're living in a very different world and it requires courage. Yes. It requires courage to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. It requires courage to uh, to run for office. You know, instead of saying, you know, how about how about you stop sending your money? How about you go? How about you right? go? Yeah. And we get off the bench and we do the thing. What what, what was your big takeaway? Uh, because I've talked about this a lot at, on the show here. But what was your big takeaway from running for office? Because running for Congress changed me forever because I saw things from a completely different yes. vantage point. The, the biggest takeaway is that people are hurting. Yep. And they aren't like, especially someplace like L L.A., I could assume San Francisco, Chicago, people are hurting. And these places have only sold one brand of, you know, coffee. It's only been Starbucks. And so people yep. are like, yep. I want coffee, but I don't know about Starbucks, but there's nothing else. And now it's up to us. I started earlier saying it's a marketing uh, issue. It's up to us to market better. People around here, I walk in this neighborhood Walking most of North Hollywood, I would say about 90 to 95 percent of the doors that knocked on were friendly to conservatives. I heard more. If you said liberal, I would have said, I'm OK. No, thank you. That's I heard more of that. And I've been yeah. living in this area for seven years. And it wasn't until last year that I actually got to meet my neighbors. 
met people that go to a church crazy? right around the corner for me. Right? Met people, oh yeah, I've been doing this all the time. You want to be a part of this? We're di-. and I'm just like, it, and it it it, it reaffirmed um, what I learned in, in the Beverly Hills rally because the Beverly Hills rally was exactly the same. Where we're in the middle of Beverly Hills, middle of Hollywood, you know, L.A. Yeah, people driving in from Sacramento every weekend to just come and connect. You had you had the old school cholos with their their, their ties up here, and you had your grandmas from you know from uh, North Hollywood, and you had you had your your skater punks from uh, from uh, Silver Lake. You had every type of of American there celebrating the flag, and they were putting that support behind the president. And I'm in the middle of L.A. We had even had the you know Brandon Strzok with the walkaway movement. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. We had him and his walkaway group started in West Hollywood and walked across, you know, all the way. It was probably like a mile and a half walk to Beverly. So I sit there. I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is what marketing is. And you see people coming out, even actors that I've known and met who are in the industry doing well, will come up to me wearing a mask. Go, man, I, I'm, I'm an actor, so I can't. But this is great what you guys are doing. So it tells me that the fire is there. We just have a market. We don't have a soft landing spot for people. But Man, it's so true. There is no soft landing spot. So right? we got to stop looking for it. We have to create yeah, it. Yeah, it's so true. And I think to myself, yeah. I moved out here at 24. If I'm a 24 black kid from a single mother home from Chicago, even if I believe that everything that the right or conservatives have to offer is correct, I'm around other people who aren't speaking that way. Why would I say anything? Why would I step out of my comfort zone? Well, and put your you put your you put your career at risk when you yeah. do that. I mean, that's the truth, yeah. right? Yeah. You put your career at risk. There's so many things. It is risky, and that's why I said it requires courage. Yes. And courage is contagious. Yes, it right? is. Billy Graham said that when one man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. Yes. And it was a large part of the reason why I ran for Congress was just to say, listen, you know, if Heidi St. John, this homeschool mom of seven. I mean, I'm busy. I, I didn't have time to run for Congress, <laughs> but I was like, I I love the country yeah. and I think I can help. And I love that you said that, you know, I I think I can help. And the country was made for ordinary citizens mm-hmm. to be in charge of the governance yes. of this country. And instead, we have career politicians. What do we got in Washington, D.C.? What are they all like 180 years old you, now? Been there uh, it's awful. And, and here's the other it's thing. Awful. The other thing that I learned, too. Uh, these people that win consistently in places that are too blue to try, they don't even come yeah. out to talk to the people at all. Nope. Like, nope. That's, that's, everyone should be insulted that those that you give power to in order to decide how you live, they don't even do a campaign. They can't be bothered. Because they know they're going to win. Yeah. I had my yeah. opponent yeah. get do two events. One gave $10 million to a, uh, to a community college for STEM research. So it's a very $10 million to a very specific small pocket of people. And we have this problem that we have in LA and then 5 million to the boys and girls club. Okay, great. $15 million. That $15 million came from the surplus that are the highest taxes in the country here in California of, uh, I think it was like 82 million or something in surplus. So there were gifts. So me as a regular person, I'm running not only against the candidates that come, but our own tax dollars because they can come and go, look yeah. what I did. She sent out one flyer. That flyer, this is how lazy they are. That flyer had four other candidates running for different positions. And they were like, support the you know candidates of the Valley. They put out that flyer a week and a half before the election. And all they did was talk about the money that they sent to these different, they put in these different areas. And I'm like, I'm sitting there looking at this going, wow. 
that we're that's the uphill battle that we actually again we're against our own money our own money yep. and they can't be bothered they can do a group thing well we're against i think we're against fellow conservatives too because we can't we, the democrats walk in lockstep yep. right and so they walk in lockstep they have a they have a a message and the message doesn't waver and if you get in their way they shoot you oh, what yeah. i learned in running i mean so many things but I learned that we've got just as much wickedness in the Republican oh, yes. Party as we do in the Democrat Party and that not everyone who says they're conservative is actually conservative. And we've got to be able to do our homework. This yeah. is a leadership crisis from stem to stern in this country. You know, if you got uh, crazy Gavin Newsom down there going to French laundry without a mask on while he's laughing. telling the plebs what to do yeah. and laughing at you, I don't understand, uh, you know. The, the fact that there's still there's still quite a few people just going, oh, it'll get better. Yeah. Uh, yes. No, it's not going to get better until you guys get off the bench. Well, because their stomach doesn't hurt. <laughs> you know, it's all about yeah, like how much is like it takes a few. I think it's special types like yourself who will see what's happening. Go, no more. But the average person and we live in a, t- a time of abundance, the most abundant time in human history, yeah, as yeah. I would say, outside of Adam and Eve in the, in the, in the garden. Yeah. Um, and so the stomach doesn't hurt. So. When I was at the uh, the CAGOP convention, right, I was doing a speech at uh, the California Parents Union, uh, starting here with Tracy Henderson. And as I'm talking, I was like, well, you know, they just had the election for the board and somebody yells out, yeah, it was rigged. They cheated. I'm like, I look at her. I go, no, they didn't. I was like, let me ask you this. Are you a Christian conservative? She's like, yeah. Okay. Um, have you run for office? Well, no. Well, hmm. So if you look at it as a delegate, let's just say it. I'm not saying that anyone who's on the board of CAGOP is or isn't. What I'm saying is if you believe that they aren't, you run for office and you know this, when you go for to, to the uh, state convention to vote for the board, you it's not just yep. one vote. You have you and however many delegates you may have. If you're going up against long time establishment, they have this vote. You have this vote. So imagine if all these Christian conservatives ran for office, they can then change the party as well because they have more votes to come with. We have to know the game and then play it. We don't have we have a problem with going with California. They allow ballot harvesting. Well bah, that's not right. Okay, well they win power. Power, right? <laughs> yeah, not a, a yeah. theological, you know, or, or hypothetical argument. They win Dude, power. So true. You and I are on exactly the same page about this because, and I said this and got roundly criticized by the Republican Party here because they want to scream election fraud, right? It's yeah, election no, fraud. No, it's election fraud. No. And I'm like, listen, guys, yeah. I, I'm not saying that there's not certain pockets of fraud because, hello, in a in a system as big as ours, yes, there is fraud. But I said, what you're not saying is what you're not admitting to is that we've lost the culture. And Christians are lazy. Yes. How about we just tell the truth? We've lost the culture wars. If you go onto the streets of downtown Portland in USA, you know, how, how do you think uh, Governor Kate Brown did? Who, by the way, is a criminal, horrible person. Yeah. She she produced some of the worst changes in the Oregon public school system ever in the history of the country. And these guys are like, well, yeah, anybody but Trump. I mean, it, it didn't matter who yeah. you talked to down there. So I said, why don't the you guys are you're disenfranchising your own voters by screaming voter fraud. And I also noticed that you only scream voter fraud when you lose. When you lose. When you win, Nothing. you're not like voter fraud. I don't know how I won. Must have been fraud. Well, that, right. <laughs> it, it's so it's silly. Not, it's not helping. No, it's so silly because it is a defeatist mindset because voter voter yep. fraud seems like it's too big for even an effort. Right. Because they have the controlling. Right. Interest. 
here in California and, and actually here in Los Angeles County, we had 24, uh, somewhere a little bit around 23 to 24% voter uh, turnout of, of the registered voters. So, and it's, half of that. so of, crazy. So, half of that is about, we will generously say 13% was conservative, right? We'll be general. I'll say 12. So, you're going to tell me it was cheating, not the fact we can't even get half of our people to show up. Come on. Don't tell Come me on. that. Tell the Until truth. Until we show yeah. up, then you can right. tell me they're cheating. Until we do that, you can't tell me that because we can't even show up. We passed a uh, prop one that allows abortion up to nine months. It passed by a million votes. You're going to sit here and tell me there aren't more than a million Christians that believe that's wrong. If that's the case, yeah. that is not their fault because evil is going to evil. Evil is going to do everything it can to kill, murder, rape, and destroy. It's not going to be up to us to go, hey, evil, slow down because we don't like it. It won by a million yeah. votes. That means uh, more than a million Christians let it let babies die. Because that was a moment that it wasn't about where's the money for Planned Parenthood and will Roe v. Yeah. Wade ever be? That was after Roe v. Wade was overturned. That was after the momentum of that and Christians still didn't come out in droves for that bill. Like, yep. What? What? Where yep. is the disconnect? Yeah. Well, the yep. disconnect started in the church yes. long, long time ago when we decided that Christianity and politics don't mix. Yep. And we said it. And I remember pastors because I grew up, you know, my granddad was a pastor and my husband was a pastor for 20 years. And I heard it over and over again, you yeah. know, and I love what my friend, Pastor Rob McCoy said when, uh, when people went to him and said, you know, uh, yeah, love that guy. And he would say uh, they would say the, the politics is dirty yeah. and he'd go. Well, so is the church. Yeah. What's your point? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like at, 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 at what point does do believers yeah. say? Okay, if we need to change this, we got to stop, A, waiting for the rapture, because that's the other thing. The Lord's coming back, and I see this all the time on my social media platforms, that I'll say, oh, my goodness, look look what's happening in the Tennessee Unified School District. Look what's happening over here. And then inevitably, somebody will say, the Lord's going to come back, Mm -hmm. which is really just you saying, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to take care of me, myself, and I, and I'm just going to wait for the Lord to come back. Except for Jesus said, occupy until I return. Exactly. Exactly. And if we understand what Occupy means, it means you engage, you care about the people that are around you enough to do something, something. about it. And, and I want to point out to people, whatever the do something is, does not have to be running for office. It does not have to That's be right. establishing like a whole rally every weekend at a park somewhere in your city. It can be as simple as making sure that the people that live on your block know what bills are coming up. That's Come as simple on. as that, guys. Like we yeah. need to engage and you can't look up and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe they're doing this to kids. Evil, since it's the book yeah. tells us evil has been burning kids alive, yeah. burning them yeah, alive and on. to drum beats and chairs. So we're surprised that it's in the womb, chemically castrated or now on the, you know, up to nine months with forceps. Like yeah. we have to, I, I, you know, I think there's a loss in what evil really is. And we need to get back to pointing out what good and what is evil, what is just truly a deep down evil, sinful place to live like there. We have to get back to talking about what are you getting with your vote? What are you getting when you buy this product over that product? It's so not just right. yeah. the shine. You're Come getting on. all of it. And and yeah. evil is not yeah. evil. Evil has been coming for the children since I have existed. And I'm only 43. So can we imagine if we can go back to you know, 750 years before Jesus was even around and people, you know, they're getting ba- Baal and they're burning children to, you know, babies to their, their demon God, right? 
Yeah, that's before yeah, I was Molek. Yeah, Molek. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a second, mm-hmm. and they've still been coming after it here. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to be coming after children until I'm gone. So where where are the people of God? I mean, the yeah, I mean, the question needs to be, where are God's people? Yeah. And at some point, it's going to have to matter. And I, I'm encouraged. I see more people engaging now than I have oh, yeah. probably in the last 20 years. Uh, but we have a lot of work to do. I realize something. Yeah. I never ever because I'm coming to the end, and I want to. I want to get. I want to get to happier with you because <laughs> okay. I really want to talk about what you and I were talking about before the show, which was the beautiful thing about family and having children yes. and all the things. I told you, I'm like, I'm like, dude, because you're going to get married, right? Oh, and I'm like, yeah. get married and make a bunch of babies. Making babies is magic. Like it's so amazing. I'm excited that God gives us this opportunity. But before we transition, I want people to really get a kind of a grasp on who you are. So I started the show. By saying that I had kind of gotten introduced to you because I saw your um, those videos on the Babylon Bee of this couple moving from what California Uh, California to Texas. Texas, Oh my goodness, (laughs) I laughed so hard. I was like, "That is so funny." It's so funny because everybody. I have so many friends in Texas are like, "Yeah, you right." (laughs) But so I want you to tell everybody kind of what you do because you've been on Prager University and American Faith Network and Newsmax. Obviously, the the Babylon Bee, lots of credible media sources. Tell a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do, and then you and I will transfer. I'll, I'll end this segment, and we'll start up with a happy hour, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drill down on your, uh, on your defense of having lots of babies, but we'll do that in a minute. You know, I, I moved out into L.A. in 2004 to chase the dream of being an actor, and, you know, by, the, by 2019, which is just, thank the grace of God, I hit that peak of, I was a working actor. That's it. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. doing catering jobs on the side. I was I was working actor. I hit that. What did they call the one percent? And within that, then twenty twenty hit. That summer hit. Ah. The summer of love. There's three reasons why I ran. That summer of love was one of them. Uh, going to, that came out of Seattle, didn't it? Yeah, that came out of didn't, Seattle. Didn't didn't that? That's my neck of the woods, yeah. right? She was like, "We're gonna have our summer, summer of love," and it was just murder, murder and, chaos and chaos and mayhem. That's and yeah, lo- yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when those things started. But that's love. But it started rolling my head that wow, the leftist ideology is a death cult. But I'm watching the summer of love. I'm from Chicago originally. I've been paying attention to Chicago politics since 2010 when Rahm Emanuel, Barack Obama's homie. Uh, he got he he was in his mayor, and the following year, Chicago was Southside was uh, more violent than New York. He's worse than Lightfoot, maybe. Oh, he's he's worse because he actually started the destruction. He shut these schools down yeah, in yeah. the first six months of his administration in the Southside, and it, that's where the war zone is. Um, as we watched since 2010, it just kept kept going up. It's, it's kept going up over and over. But that summer, we had 250 deaths. 75 percent of those deaths were black people. So 171 people were killed, black, and we're talking about all ages from adult males to 13, 14 year old kids, middle of the day, six month old would shop, shot around the corner from where my mom lived in Chicago in the stroller mm-hmm. midday. And they called that the summer of love. At the same time, SAG started, these big wigs and the big names in SAG started a, a, uh, a, a bail SAG fund. is for people who don't know, that's oh, the sorry. Screen Actors yeah, Guild. Screen Actors Guild, yeah. sorry. The industry, uh, acting industry out here. Yeah. Uh, All the hoity-toities are members <laughs> of SAG. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> they put together a, a bail fund to get these criminals across the country out as the ones that are destroying people, the ones that are killing men like, uh, uh, you know, like former Captain Dorn, uh, who was defending uh, his friend's pawn shop and was shot in the chest and his grandson watched him on Facebook Live die. And they're bailing these people out. 
And that was the first point where I'm like, I can't. I I don't know what I'm going to do, but I cannot be a part of this thing anymore. There's no right, way. Right. So that was a first step. And as that happened and I'm going out more and more, I connect with, uh, actually go to Godspeak, Pastor Rob's church. And because my buddy Brian's like, hey, let's go support this church. You know, protesters trying to shut it down to being, you know, uh, mess with with the uh, with the sheriffs. And it, but that same day, we're going to go see Charlie Kirk over at ja, uh, 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 Hibbs Church. Right. Jack Hibbs Church. And I'm like, oh, and then and then Brian's like, well, the sheriff's going to give out tickets, though. So it may be a thing. I'm like, well, it's the only time I really was just like, man, I wish I lived in California. Yeah, yeah, all the freedom was... fighters, all the freedom <laughs> fighters in California. And Heidi's up, Heidi's up in Washington going. Hey, don't forget about us. No, don't forget. You guys needed it there too. We needed it everywhere. But yeah. so so I thought to myself, when he told me about the tickets, my man flesh and, and weakness was like, well, I don't, I don't want to get a ticket. You know, like I don't, I'm not working. I got no money. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought to myself, okay, I'm not going to put it on me. So I turned to Brian and go, hey, what do you think Jesus would do? He said, he'd go help out the church. And I was like, man, okay, yeah, now we, that was gonna happen. Right? So we went, yeah, 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 yeah. We went there, and I'm debating people because I got fun with that. I sit down with this one lady uh, who sat next to this, this older lady who just drove in that day from Arizona. Said God told her to come in town to help support this church. Don't know why. At the end of the service, she opens up the Bible and she goes, "You need to uh, find a, a pastor to take you through Ephesians six, the armor of God." She goes, "Because you're gonna need this." She goes, you are going to, she goes, God's telling me you're going to need this. This is August, 2020. She's right. She was right. Cause following up that's September 17th. And I found this out the following year, but it's September 17th. The secretary of state here put me on a censorship list for social media. So none of my, <laughs> yep. So none of my stuff. <laughs> no, this is, I'm on page 25. It's crazy. I have 500 and like some pages. Get out of town. So I find this out the next year. I on uh, that February of 2021, I get a $500 citation for doing a recall booth in West Hollywood by being called. I got called on by the city council, just standing there with the booth away from people because we weren't wearing a mask. Uh, I actually. No, we can't have that. We can't have that. Um, some tells me you and I were on the same map. <laughs> yeah, maybe just a little bit. Um, and so to watch these things, <laughs> to watch these things happen, and I'm and I, and I'm sitting in this situation where I go to this church. God, the church is getting hit up. I'm watching like my industry support these murderers, and I'm like, why don't people want to do more? Why don't people want to get out there more? I'm talking to my family members. They're calling me crazy or kind of dismissing, and it hit me. Number one, I got to get involved. But number two, we have such a huge marketing problem. We don't market ourselves and we don't show how much fun it was and how much fun it is to be a Christian, how much fun it is to be a conservative, how much fun and family is. Yes. And that really was speaking to me like big time. And, and I look at what I do as a performer, as an actor and having the ability to move people with my words and with the, how I can present myself. I'm going, okay. I think I need to be all of it as much as I can. I think I need to be the, the 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 motivational speaker out here. I need to be the fun guy who make people laugh. I need to also be the politician because if I can at least go, hey, I, I'm not doing everything perfect, but I'm out here and it's exciting and, and it's something that we need to do. Maybe we can, maybe that can happen. I ended up getting, they put me on the cover of LA Times for shutting down the the uh, Dodger Stadium uh, uh, <laughs> vaccination booth, and I was—we weren't even. Hey man, not everybody close. gets to be on the cover of the LA Times for shutting down stuff. No, so well, that's good. And, but that's I didn't good. do it, <laughs> especially when you didn't do it. Um, and so all these right, things, right, right. all these things are happening. I'm just like, we have to, we have to tell a better story. 
we have to lean in on that. Was able to, running for office, I started doing things like uh, doing comedy shows to raise money. Because like you were saying earlier about talking heads, I'm like, we got to get away from just talking. We have to entertain. And so we did a comedy show. We had Adam Yenser from the Babylon Bee come out. He came out. We talked. The people were like, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Great. Go out the podcast. We're like, we know you do comedy. We'd love to have you come and do a sketch. I'm like, great. I'll do a sketch. We did a sketch. They did. They ended up not pulling that up. Then they're like, we'll do another one. Great. Come back. Because I was just about, I want to be dynamic as a Christian. I want people to see a Christian can be a politician, a Christian can be a comedian, a Christian can be just a passionate person out yes, on the street. Right. I want to right. show why that. can't we? Why can't we be all of those things? Why do you have to separate the gospel of politics? Why can't we do the gospel and? Think about this. And this is the thing that hit me. And we're about to, we're about three minutes away. And maybe this is a good uh, to, to, to get people's palates uh, excited about this. But I thought as Christians, we drop the ball on something that is that. Jesus himself is what we lean into that he does so well. What did Jesus do so well uh, to us? He told us stories. He was engaging and he told stories. He never he never just straight up said like, hey, I'm God. If you don't if you don't follow me, you go to hell, everybody. When it show, <laughs> somebody showed me in the Gospels where he said that. No, he talks about mustard seeds. He talks about inviting he left to a that party. Up to Paul. Yeah, he did. Exactly. That was Paul's. But he, he, Jesus, he was like, he was like, Paul, you're going to be the heavy. Yeah, the heavy hand. I'm yeah, yeah. Well, and then I'm going to actually do the heavy thing. I mean, he obviously he went to the cross. Well, and that, and that was his that was his burden before when he came down. But he, mm-hmm. if we yeah. if we follow what would Jesus do? We need to be better storytellers, better you know storyteller presenters in that way. If we can do that, this is inherently the arts. It's inherently the arts. And how do we not touch that? Why is all our program? Which the left has just hijacked. They've jumped it's all so over it. And there's places. Everyone check out Lore, L-O-O-R dot TV. They're a Christian uh, streaming service. We just, our, our comedy group, What the Fact, just signed with them. But the way they work, they're going to have you as a customer base decide what projects get funding. Now it's back in your hands. They want They want content, scripted content that we can sit there and pull people's hearts with. Remember, mm-hmm. gr- remember growing up that. that people could say, they could describe themselves as some type of a friend, like I'm Ross, I'm Rachel on this. Conservatives, what stories do we have that we can connect with to say that we're our, we are? Nothing, except for the Bible to a certain extent. Okay. We don't hold on to it and we don't use it in the way that it should in that sense of storytelling. We need to create these characters. That Babylon, uh, California moved to Texas. I went to knocked on a door while running for office. She opens the door, starts laughing. Gives me a big hug. Says, I love everything you're she, talking about. I get home that knows night. knows you off the Babylon Bee. Not because I was a, I was a, a politician. <laughs> I get home. She sent me 500 bucks for my campaign. Because I was I giving mean, her something it. that wasn't just, it wasn't just the truth. It was an emotional yeah. connection. They only play on emotional connection without truth. We have truth, but yet we don't use the emotional connection. We need to do better, people. And, and uh I'll stop there because <laughs> I know we're I, I, I am I am taking notes like a crazy woman because there's so many things that I I just I'm so glad that you came on here today ah, because I you. think there's a lot of people listening that are going, you know, what is it what's what's missing? Yeah. And I think you just highlighted yeah. a lot of what's missing. And we've got that inside of oh, us because we've got the Holy Spirit, you know. Like, so we we actually we can we can actually do it. You yes. can actually move the needle. Yes. And I think we just we just forget. I gotta I gotta cut you off because we're gonna keep talking forever. And I I want to I want to talk to you about yourself, your uh your your future, yeah, kind of what you want to do. Let's do it. And we're gonna do it in happy hour. And uh, I gotta tell you, Siaka, you you and I, Danielle was right. <laughs> I mean, I I 
I owe this girl already, but now I'm like, okay, this because we're going to be friends for life. Yes. I can tell. Oh, yes. can, oh, if people yes. want to find you online, uh, where can they find you? Well, find, you can find me at siaka4assembly.com. I still have the website up because, you know, it's easier that way. Um, you can check, yeah. <laughs> check me out on Instagram and I put it down here, siaka underscore masqua. You can check me out on Twitter at siaka masqua. Also, uh, Facebook, siaka masqua, but I'm not really on there. But that those are the ways you can find me. Google search it. Don't believe the lies from Google. Keep scrolling down. I always down. tell people that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, even when I find Heidi St. John, just Google and me, you, but don't believe everything you yeah, read. Yeah, exactly. Actually, don't believe most, most of, what, of what you Don't read. believe anything you read. Just, just, yeah. just reach out. Just reach <laughs> out. But uh, yeah, I'm always about trying to connect with more people and building this, this coalition of of the willing and uh, and we got it we got to turn yeah. this thing around oh guys. the coalition of the willing i super love that well siaka stay stick around yes. and we're going to come back for happy hour in just a minute you guys for more information on my guest today go to heidizanejohn.com forward slash podcast you know the drill and i will link back to all things siaka massaqua in the show notes today i hope you've been encouraged i mean i'm taking notes from this guy and i'm like we got to do a better job we got to tell a better story greater is he who's in you than he's in the world Stick around. For those of you who have subscribed to the podcast, you know how to do it. If you haven't subscribed, just hop on over to Spotify, click on the subscribe button, and you're going to get all the extra content that we are producing every single day here at the show. And you're going to love this conversation because I'm telling you what, before we started recording, I was like, nah, stop it. No way. I love this guy's heart for family. And he said it, uh, he alluded to it really just a minute ago. Family is fun. Family was God's idea. Having children is God's idea. And we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time talking about why it is so awesome. So come back for Happy Hour with Heidi. In the meantime, I appreciate you guys listening. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. <laughs>